This is a place. This is a place. This is a place. We want to talk about. This is a place. Bienvenido a este es un lugar podcast. Yo me llamo Brandon. Conmigo, como siempre, es Nathan. Um, Nathan, ¿dónde estás? Nathan. Sorry, Brandon. You ready? Ready to record? Um, we're already recording. Oh, we are recording. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's do this. <laughs> you just using the bathroom? Uh, yeah, because I just ate Beto's. <laughs> oh man! You can either have a colonoscopy or eat Beto's. If you need to get flushed out. There you go. The plan was we were going to eat our burritos live here on the show, and then see how long the episode had to go before we had to run. If you know what I mean. Before we had the runs. But it appears that I lost. You lost already. Actually, I think I ate my burrito was about an hour ago, hour and a half ago that we got him. And so far, so good. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing okay. So Just give it some time. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll come. Well, if you haven't figured it out by now, we're talking about Beto's. Slash Rancheritos, slash all the other toes here in Utah. Los Betos, Los Arbiertos, what is it? Albertos, Gualbertos, Gualbertos, anything with the toes. Yep. That place, which. It's all I'm, the same. It's all the same. I'm pretty confident that um, they all use the same vendor which in return makes the same menu. Um, from my understanding, I don't know if I brought this up before, but when I worked for Orange Bang, I used to sell the Mexican products to Mexican restaurants and a couple of the Betos and Albertos and whatever were a couple of my clients. And my understanding was from what I gathered is a lot of the guys were trying to avoid franchise fees. So they would start their own thing and still use the same vendors and then same, same menu. Formula. Yeah. So, but I, I didn't look it up, but I'm pretty confident that Beto's is the, the grandfather OG. of it all. Right. The OG. One of them. Yeah. I, I might've bet it's on either them or Rancheritos. Because the one story I have about Beto's or how I came to know Beto's was, um, I think it was 2001. I was 21 years old. Anyways, I worked for a company called Casa America, which they buy beat up homes and fix them up. And then they kind of targeted the Hispanic community and had an infomercial in Telemundo. That's how I kind of got my start in real estate is for them. But they had a realtor guy that would um, go and show homes, but he didn't speak Spanish. So I would go out and show homes and to Hispanic people and 
he'd be the realtor and I'd translate. So I was a translator for him basically. But one day I think I was talking to him about how I love the street vendor tacos. And he's like, man, if you want a lot of food for five bucks, go try this place called Beto's on, I think he said 54 South and Bangor. So I think that might've been one of the original locations, if not the first. Yeah. Back then you could get so much food there for literally five bucks. I think that was a Rancheritos though, wasn't it? Mm-mm. It was Beto's to start off. Pretty sure it was Beto's. And you can still get a lot of food, but it's now. It's not five bucks anymore. Well, for example, today you got the, which I was kind of surprised you wanted the breakfast burrito. I don't think I've ever had a breakfast burrito from Beto's. That, my friend, is why you're missing out then. Maybe I should try it, but I'm not like a huge, I'm not a hater on breakfast burritos. And I actually make a pretty good breakfast burrito. Um, I'll, I'll make you one sometime. Anyways, but when I go there, I want to have something outside of breakfast. But you, yeah, you got the chorizo breakfast burrito. And then I got the California burrito. And the reason I got it because it was kind of a nostalgic thing for me, because back then in the early 2000s, they would always seem to have a deal on the California burrito where you'd get the California burrito for, I want to say like three or $4, but they would always give you a free drink. So that was a burrito I always got because of the value of it, right? But today I think your burrito is like $9. And then mine was like $11. So prices has changed. But I do think, and if I remember correctly, the burritos are a lot bigger today than they were back then. Oh, they're massive. Do you think that's a true statement? or? I don't know. I, I bet they are. And I probably could have eaten a lot more back when I was younger because I was in better shape. seems weird how better shape you are the more you can eat. But... I, I had a hard time finishing the burrito today and I was starving. Um, you did finish it though? I gave a little less than a quarter of it to my daughter. So I did want her to try it because my wife hates Beto's and those types of places. And I need, even though I'm pretty sure my sons would go with me, but I need my kids to advocate for it so that they will go with me and I can go more often. So I gave my daughter a taste because she loves because the California burrito has potatoes and steak and cheese is basically it and pico de gallo. Oh, oh! So you did get potatoes on your burrito? Mm-hmm. I didn't. You didn't because you didn't tell me to. They said it was. <laughs> I'm just like, what does it usually come with? I figured that's what you got. I I don't remember. Man, if only they had technology where I could just like get a hold of you like really quickly. I wish I wish there was a way. <laughs> no, but my my burrito was still delicious. So, anyways, go on. Do you normally get with potatoes? I think so. Yeah. Do they put it in their burrito, or is it like a side? Because you made it sound like it was like a side thing. Or no, they put it in the one I go to. Oh. I think they just automatically do it. They don't even ask. Okay. So, anyways, yours. You were talking about your burrito with the potatoes. Yeah. So my daughter loves potatoes. She loves steak, and she loves cheese. So it was like the perfect storm for her. And I know how there's nothing to do with Beto's. And I already told you this story, but I'll tell all our listeners. My daughter yesterday broke our microwave because on Sunday night we had baked potatoes and we had a couple left over, but we did the steam ones where you put them in aluminum foil. And so yesterday when she got home from school, no, sitting in my office, 
doing work and I heard like some weird noises and I come out of my office and the microwave is just, just sparking like all over. She put one of the baked potatoes in the microwave to reheat it. Um, so it totally fried our microwave, but I'm glad I caught it before it fried your blew house. up or cut our house on fire. So she felt horrible, but I was like, man, I've thought we've told you this before. But then when I thought about it, we probably never have. You just, it's just like a, something you assume everybody knows, but. Is yours a counter microwave or is it above a oven or something? So actually we have an above the oven microwave that stopped working a little bit ago. So I just went and bought a, a smaller one to use on our, cause I want to like remodel our kitchen. So like, I don't want to get a new microwave and then like a couple months later get, uh, anyways. So I just got one and we don't use a microwave all too often, but the kids are starting to more nowadays, but um, anyways, so I'll have to go get another cheap microwave, you know, lessons learned. It's not a big deal, but yeah. So now we just use above the microwave above the oven microwave has now become like a storage, <laughs> like another cabinet <laughs> for us. Uh, it's pretty funny, but yeah. But we also have an air fryer. We have an air fryer. That's the same thing as a microwave, right? And maybe that's where she got confused because the air fryer, you can put whatever you want in there. You know, maybe she just assumed, you know, microwaves are the same thing. So what was the consensus on your burrito? You and your daughter. I like it. Um, the thing with the California burrito that I forgot about is that I feel like it's a little too dry. You know what I mean? It does have the cheese and stuff, but it could Kinda use like, like sour California. cream or guacamole. Yeah, it is like California. It's like a desert in there. But if I had like salsa or sour cream or something, I think it'd be just even that much better. But overall, it was it was good. I just It's been a long time since I've had Beto's or Alberto's or any Beto at those <laughs> any toes and your daughter she liked it yeah she's like this is amazing she's on the team she's amazing so I'm like yeah we got another person who likes it so and I do like their um it's been a while since I've had it their horchata and today if if we would have gone in and, and ate at the restaurant they had strawberry horchata Ooh. that looked pretty pretty good as well it's probably so, what we should have done but here we are that's what happens we're just a little a little busy we're this busy. week a little busy. busy this week and you know it's cinco de mayo it's time to get ready for parties <laughs> we need we need our pinchata we've been working out i think we've talked about that before you know i've been going to the gym the last couple weeks quite a few weeks actually we've been pretty consistent but i think we need to mix up our routine because i found a way we can incorporate the food from one of these places and you can even do like a Cinco de Mayo type workout. There's a Cinco de Mayo workout? If, if you want to look at it that way, yeah. What we're looking at here is called Cholo Fit. We'll be right back. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step -step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, 
grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. Yeah. But this one is going to have you like, damn, homie, that's what's up. You know, this is Cholo Fit with Creeper. And then he goes on to introduce that he's got uh, these tamales, special tamales, and he puts a lightning bolt on them, which is just like some sour cream or cream or whatever. <laughs> so anyway, what Nate just watched was Cholo Fit, and I think uh, we could incorporate the Cholo Fit workouts and then go get our burritos and like that's the full package man well i f- figured out a leg workout yesterday on the after we went to the gym on the way home which we did upper body right so you know we're looking large huge all that good stuff i actually did have someone this morning at pickleball someone did ask me this morning at pickleball if i've been working out and i'm like yes they're noticing they're noticing Yes. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying that whole go to the gym thing now. Um, anyways, on the way home from the gym yesterday, um, somebody ran out of gas underneath the 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 bridge of Bangor Highway. Underneath, not on it, but underneath. And she was like stuck right in the middle and she's gonna block traffic. And she got out and tried to push the car herself, and there's no way she's gonna do it. So I'm like, ah, and nobody's stopping to help her. So I pull over under the bridge and get out of the way and and then I had to push the car all over myself just to get her out of the, the way of the the road. And I don't think I've done anything like that since like high school football, like pushing the sled or something like that. But my legs were like burning. So I'm like, wow, maybe instead of going to the gym, instead of going to the gym, just, just come drive over here, put your car in neutral, and we'll take turns pushing your car up and down the street. What do you say? I like it. And we'll... Be ready for the NFL draft. Well, should we get back to talking about Beitos? Yeah, getting back to, I mean, I, I, I kind of in my mind, so I know there's the other ones, but the more prevalent locations are Beitos and Rancheritos. There's more locations of those, right? It's it's it, it's a, yeah, what would you call it? A style? A Mexican restaurant style? or They say traditional Mexican cuisine. I think that's a bit of a stretch. It's not... It's very what is what is authentic? I don't know, but not these. Well, I did have uh well, I've had more than one, but I did have a lat uh, Mexican friend who went with us to Cancun Cafe, and he said that was probably the most like authentic Mexican he's had here. But that was a long time ago. That's yeah, good that's Mexican that's restaurant. always the the battle. Obviously, we know places like uh, Cafe Rio. Costa Vida, those those aren't authentic. That's Taco Bell, Del Taco. American food. Yeah. With a a Mexican style. Mexican style. Man, give me a chorizo burrito and I'm good. I don't don't care. But, I mean, we kind of joked at it at the beginning that you go to these places, they have a bit of reputation. And they put you in in the bathroom for longer periods of time than normal. I like the hat. Very festive. It's sitting in my office the whole time. I didn't realize. Put on his sombrero, so we can actually. We haven't started the the podcast. We can actually start now. But anyway, they they'll have a reputation, but and we we may be 
joking about them in that way. But we still go and we still enjoy the food there. Nonetheless, right? We'll we'll brave the toilet to enjoy the greasy late night burrito. Right. It's like many other restaurants. I mean, Taco Bell, like we just said, Del Taco. We've even done Belgian waffle. <laughs> it's like, it's all the same. We just but... like to clean out our systems, don't we? Yeah, but we live in a society that we've got clean toilets nearby, so there's no danger. And I think you can't really definitively say which one is the best because it's going to vary. Because the best to you is going to be the one that is most accessible in that moment. Because that's all you need it for. Were you talking about toilets or restaurants? (laughs) 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 Which is the best toilet, Nate? Who has the best toilet in the city? Oh, my goodness. I When I did live down in Utah County, because you never know with roommates, like if you go home, you have to go to the bathroom really hard, hard really bad. <laughs> you have to go to the bathroom really hard. hard. <laughs> really bad, hard, whatever you want to say. Uh, yeah, I knew like throughout the town, like who had the cleanest bathrooms. And the answer and... is Maverick. But that's that's a whole Maverick, other that's yes. a whole other topic. episode. We should have an episode on. Isn't isn't there an app for that? <laughs> like like clean bathrooms. But do you know what my secret is to a clean bathroom? If you really need to go number two and you're out and about and you want to make sure it's clean, go to an office complex, like uh, a building like uh, that has multiple um, businesses inside. Because they're not going to know if you're there for one or another business. And mm. they, for the most part, have janitors that come in every night and clean the bathrooms. And they seem to be pretty clean. So that's my secret. That's a good Secret's one. now out. Now all the office complexes will be yeah. less clean. because you. So them. now you can feel safe if Bapedos isn't close to home. You can go eat it and just know that eat it during business hours. But back so to that the... point, if Bapedos is close to home, that's what your favorite's going to be. If Rancheritos is close to home, that's where you're going to go. Wherever, you're, you're going to be close to one anywhere in Salt Lake County. I'd say even Utah County, they've got a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. So whoever's closest, that's going to be the best. That I think makes I sense. met somebody. This is crazy. I think I met someone at the, when I used to work at the bank that worked at Beto's for part of the day and then Rancheritos for the other part of the day. Oh, really? Because it's the same thing and no, it's needed I mean, more it hours? No, it wasn't the same company. No, I'm just not... saying it's the same line of work. So oh, it's not yeah, like yeah. you have to not like it, you have to retrain. Yeah. But the fact that they were able to work it, I mean, it's just funny that they worked at both. I wonder if they would forget and not Show change up the shirts. Place. <laughs> that too. Yeah. They've all got that those fakey tacos or burritos on them as the design. I don't know. You're just talking about working at Beto's and Alberto's the one on it might have been a Mag Greek before, but on 54th and uh west of Banger Highway, just over by the Vasa Fitness across the street, right? That was one of my clients when it was a Beto's or Alberto's that had the orange bang Mexican drinks. And the guys who owned that one were just so disorganized. They didn't know what they were doing. They just knew that maybe like their uncle or something was making a killing at another location. 
and they wanted to do it, but they had no business sense. But so they ordered our machines and we were in there installing them. And it's one of those, it's not a sit down one. It's like, it's a drive-through. It's like primarily drive-through. Mm-hmm. They had a kid in there, <laughs> didn't speak a lick of English, had no idea how to make the burritos. They left him there first day all by himself to run the restaurant. Sound business decision. Yeah. It was just like, oh yeah, there's, there's we're doing what we're supposed to. We have an employee running the thing. And like, he had like a line around the corner of people trying to get food and just so, so upset at him. I felt bad. I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Am I supposed to show him how to make the burritos? I don't work here. You know, we're just setting up the machine. So it was quite an experience. And you did not order food from there that day. No, but a couple of the times that we would go into the other ones that were a little bit more, uh, what do you call up to code (laughs) ran better uh yeah they would just make you whatever you wanted like when you go in well you bring up code one thing that i'd say betos has over rancheritos is rancheritos in my quick google sleuthing not the best behavior going on at the location i will dub the rancheritos urination video oh no in draper this was in 2019. Reopened a day just after the restaurant was shut down following a cell phone video that showed an employee urinating in the kitchen went viral. Customer was in the drive-thru Sunday morning when he saw the worker urinating in a corner of a food preparation area. I feel like that's happened at other restaurants outside of Beto's as well. But not surprising. <laughs> Is this a situation where some mismanagement has come into play. They don't have a, maybe the bathroom was too dirty. Let's not blame the worker. He just needed a clean place to go. Hey, sometimes you, when you gotta go, you gotta go. <laughs> That's disgusting. I'm actually, I'm going to see if there's a video of it real quick. Cause there was a video. Oh, yep. There's a video of it. <laughs> oh, of him urinating. Yeah. Oh, kind of see the peer, the person in the drive through was taking a video of him. Wow. Just urinating the corner. So, anyways, that's not up to code. Well, my guess is if you could go behind the scenes at most restaurants and see what's going on, you probably wouldn't eat there. <laughs> did I tell you how I did a, I did a focus group for uh, the City Creek years ago? And the lady sitting next to me was a food inspector or health inspector. And she said like 80% of the restaurants out there, she won't eat at now because of her job. And there's only like a handful of places that she'll go. So I'm like, oh, hmm, I'm thinking I'm going to end this conversation with you right now. So before you ruin every place for me. But I remember when I worked at Classic Skating and one of the all-nighters, they catered, I guess, Taco Bell. But we had to prepare all the food. The meat before we prepared it did not smell awesome. And I could not eat Taco Bell for like two years after that because it was just like gross. So, like I said, I would. And did you have your food handler's permit? No, heavens no. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't get my food hand. Maybe I did. I don't think it was at Classic. 
I know when I worked at Hidden Valley Country Club, I had to get my food handler's permit and my alcohol license. But um, that's a good question. I doubt it. I doubt we had it at Classic. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'd be. I'd be worried about what to eat at Classic Skating. Sorry, Classic. I just <laughs> maybe things have changed since I was there. The thing about a health inspector, I mean, I assume they're probably have an idea when they come in. Maybe it's a surprise, but. What if what they're seeing is bad, and that's even when the restaurants are on their best behavior, right? See when it's like a surprise. But at the same time, I mean, they have like their minimum. They have to to be able to stay open, right? So when they do shut down a place, it's it's, it's got to be pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, it'd be bad. But like I said, I would. Unless if you're like a high-end restaurant, like when I worked at the country club, I, I would, yeah, I wouldn't fear whatever they cooked in the back, but most of these chain restaurants and fast food restaurants, I would be a little bit leery of seeing how things are made. Agreed. I don't want to know. Yeah. That's the thing is, is I just don't, I don't want bliss. Yeah. If you drop my food on the floor, just don't tell me. I'll survive. But <laughs> this has kind of been a Debbie Downer episode so far. Is there anything we can do to, to lighten the mood? Well, I have more Downer news, but I'll save that for the end. Some good things is, I mean, I like the food. I like their churros. They have a, a good Ooh, inside. Churros. They're delicious. I mean, you can get these anywhere, but I always love... You mentioned horchata, which is great. I like to get myself a... Sangria. I think those are delicious. They've got really good carne asada fries. These places as well. Any just unhealthy, cheesy, greasy, delicious Mexican concoction you can come up with, you can be rest assured they have it here. So that's a good thing. I got one complaint though. And I was trying to make it positive. What's your I know. I, this one isn't directed towards this. Well, it is Beto's, but Beto's, Cafe Rio, any place that basically sells horchata needs to stop using the bubblers. They need to contact Orange Bang or whoever. It might be called like Juice It or something like that now and get it in the bag like you would for soda and let it go through the machine because the problem with the bubblers and this is how I would sell people is that that cinnamon and sugar just sits at the bottom. It's hard for it. it it's too heavy to go through the bubbler and mix it. So you either get like really watered down horchata or you get like a mouthful of sugar and cinnamon because it'll like, well, I'll come out the spigot. So change things up guys. Cafe Rio's guilty of that as well. So listen up people get it in the fountain. I'd say another positive is you always know what you're going to get. You you have a pretty reasonable expectation for what your food will be like and what the results will be after the fact. And I'm pretty sure that if I did drugs, <laughs> Beto's would be high on the list. A place would be to go. High on the list? High on the list, pun intended. <laughs> I mean, I think part of the reason, and I think it kind of revolutionized the the restaurant game in Utah for the most part, because before Beto's came in, it was really hard to find a place that was open past like nine o'clock. You might not remember those days because you're a little bit younger. 
Um, I think some Taco Bells would stay open and even Del Taco, but Beto's was for most part open 24 hours. And I think that's part of the reason for their success is what I would guess is the fact that they were just always open. Are they still? So I, w- I was noticing today the one we went to that I went to to pick up the Ritos was on the one on 90th and like 20 something West. I think they're open weekdays till like 1 a.m. and then the weekends till 2 which is still good. Still, that's still much yeah, better than yeah. anything else these days. The one on seventy eighth is it a is it a Beto's now? I want to say it turned into a Beto's. Isn't it like a dual restaurant? Because it wasn't like a Taco Time for a minute. I don't know, but and that one that one else. online at least it says it's open twenty four hours. It probably is, but I feel like I went there last fall before it got snowy, and they weren't open. Something was going on, but so we had to run over to, I think Cafe Rio was still open because we needed a burrito. That's kind of me and my, the guy that I play a lot of tournaments with. That's kind of our thing is after we play tournaments to go get a burrito. It's like that Cholo Fit, man. Chum, man. Does a body good. So good. So good. Well, I said I did have some bad news to share at the end of the episode, and this kind of just fits with the... Cinco de Mayo theme, but two recent closures of prominent Mexican food restaurants in Utah. Oh, yeah. I don't think we've talked about on here the closing of El Rancho Grande mm-hmm. out in West Valley. Did you ever uh, go to that one? Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. It wasn't bad. It was huge. It was bigger than for just being, it almost felt like in the middle of a residential neighborhood, or at least on the edge of one. I think it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And I just found out. Uh, just barely, um, I guess the 27th, so last week, was the last day of geckos in South Jordan. Really? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. I didn't either. My my family used to go there a ton. That one was a, a staple of ours. Did they give a reason for that one? That one... I was looking at it on Facebook. Because I know the Rancho one, that one's just because like, they're just like done, right? They're like, we're retiring. Right, yeah. We're just they done. It's been a long time. They, I don't think they went extensively in the post as to why they are doing it. but So they opened on a, a very difficult day to open a new restaurant, September 11, 2001. Oh, wow. That goes opened up. And then looks like there, it was sold in 2016. So it, it's still going to stay a Mexican restaurant. It's being bought by Maria's Mexican Grill, mm-hmm. which is another family-owned local restaurant with locations in Mill Creek and Ogden. So it's still staying Mexican and still staying you know, local, which is good. Basically a name, a name change. Yeah, but either way, uh, just sad to see two, two closed down and be changed into something different. Especially the geckos before even Cinco de Mayo. Well, which um, outside of fast food, and maybe we should do an episode, what would you say is the best Mexican restaurant? The taco cart at Sears. That's fast food. The best Sit down Mexican restaurant. restaurant. Sit down. Sit down. I don't know. We go to um, Los Garcia a lot. In is that one in Sandy? Mm-hmm. Been there quite a bit. Two locations now or just the one? 
I'm, I don't know. Is that one in like that small strip mall thingy in yeah. on Seventh East? I've been there for a while. I like uh, Guadalajara Honkies. Oh, Draper. Oh, Draper. That one's pretty good. I like to go to. Um, I couldn't even tell you what the name of it is, but there's just a Mexican, authentic Mexican, taqueria close to my house. Like to go there. Which one? On the other side of Vasa. Oh. There's like a like that strip mall thingy. Or are you talking about? Yeah, Fiesta there's Olay? a couple in there, but I found one that I liked. It was pretty good. There was one called, I think now it's called like Mama's Bakery or Cafe or something like that. It's not the one I went to. Um, yeah, there was one there before. Los Coyotes. No, not Los Coyotes. It's it's just, just it's pretty small. Okay. But I think the, it's kind of hard to find unless you're going to one of those American infused Mexican restaurants. Mexican food's pretty, pretty good to just take on the go. Yeah. But um, going back to my question, sit-down Mexican restaurants, there's two that I would say are equal. One we've already done an episode on is I like Salsaleros in South Jordan. I think that's where it'd be located. Mm-hmm. And have you tried Los Cucos in Sandy? Mm-mm. That's off of State Street, right? Yeah, State Street over off 106 in State. I think it used to be like um, one of those Italian restaurants. But there's always Santo Taco, you know. Santo Taco is good. But that's not like I said. I mean, like sit down and they, the waiter types of restaurants, what I'm talking about. Because there's so many good fast food Mexican mm-hmm. places. Um, and I just met, like, my wife loves Fiesta Olay, but that to me, that's like the Taco Bell del Taco, but a little bit more leaning on the more authentic Mexican, if that would be a word or phrase. <laughs> but yeah, those would be the two I choose. But uh, going back to Beto's, like the problem with Beto's is I just have to find somebody. And I didn't know that you liked it because it's hard for me to find somebody who's daring enough to go to Beto's <laughs> with me. So normally when I go, it's it's by myself if I ever go. But I love they have one the sandwich called the Lomito, or I think it's a torta sandwich lomito argentino lomito argentino is is my favorite torta there and um i i get that a lot when i go to beto's but today like i said i went to california burrito because it reminded me of my early days of beto's and getting the free drink i'll go back with you i'll make sure i get potatoes next time but uh sorry (laughs) we'll go back when we finally launch our our youtube channel and we'll do some kind of a burrito challenge burrito challenge and then we have to <laughs> see who can hold it in the longest before <laughs> <laughs> uh, we love them all and then i got one more question for you okay what are your plans for the cinco de mayo que vas a hacer i don't know it's my my sister-in-law's birthday so i'm pretty sure my my cinco de mayo will be spent at a a family birthday of some sort. Really? Mm-hmm. She's on the Cinco de Mayo? Yep. Yeah, my uh, my female pickleball partner, her birthday's on Cinco de Mayo. So I think we're having a pickleball party. How fun. To celebrate with. I want to say she said that um, one of the ladies coming is going to make breakfast burritos. Ooh. Should I bring the chorizo? 
and potatoes. <laughs> Make it authentic. Make sure there's potatoes. Maybe I could do, oh, one thing we failed to mention about Beto's too, which would be a disservice if we didn't bring it up, is they have the salsa bar. Oh, do Most they? of them have the salsa bar. So I never go inside, so no. Oh, they had like tons of like even like a, a mango salsa. They have quite a variety. I took a picture we can post on the social media of the bar, but um maybe we should just go in there and fill up a bunch of salsa cups and leave. I'm gonna test them all. And then sell them on the street corner. Sell them. <laughs> Get your salsa here. Throw them back in and fill it back up. Go back outside. Sell a jar of salsa. Other than your party, do you have anything else fun planned for tomorrow? Well, that should be enough, Brandon. Okay, fine. <laughs> Did your friend like Mexican food? Oh, yeah. That's Huge good. taco fan. Have you tried those new, what do they call them, barilla tacos? Birria. Maria, is that what you call it? Mm-hmm. Even like uh, a place in Draper that I want to go try. Would you like the dip? That? Yeah, yeah. But the the, there's, there's like a fast food one that's doing one now. They have a commercial. Really? Ooh. What is it called? Pollo Loco? I think they're doing them. No way. Oh, yeah. No, I love Pollo Loco. But yeah, there's a restaurant out in West Valley on 5600 West that has like the best ones I've had. So good. And we've been all over the board today. We're Man. talking about. Just all over the place. It's just hard. We got Cinco de Mayo on the rain. Just Mexican food. Day full of festivities. Yeah. Bueno. Creo que eso es todo. Otras preguntas, chistes, chismes. Es todo lo que tengo. ¿Cuál es el chiste? ¿Un chiste? It wouldn't make sense to you. <laughs> Why? All right. Sabes que vacas dan leche. Oh, wow. Sorry, I said that so long. Oh, sorry, over. <laughs> Sabes que los caballos dan leche. Un caballo okay. da leche. Porque vi un hombre pegando su caballo y estaba diciendo, da leche, da leche. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> okay. I was with the member at their house. Da leche. Da leche. Da leche. And I did that joke with him. I'm like, no, los he says, no, elder, vacas, vacas. I'm like, no, caballos. He's like, moo. And I'm like, no. <laughs> He's like, huh? And I'm like, yeah, there was a guy hitting him saying, dale, Do they like your joke? He, he, no, he kicked me out of his house. Really? Yeah. He's like, get out. Well, he kicked me out, but it was like in a like joking manner. You know what I mean? He like, he literally kicked me out, but it wasn't like he was pissed at me. Well, Feliz Cinco de Mayo. Y cumpleaños. Feliz cumpleaños. Uh, cuñada. Feliz cuñada? cumpleaños a mi cuñada. Y a tu esposa de deportes. De deportes. Y vamos a Betos y comer uno, dos burritos y tacos. Lo que sea. <laughs> y horchata. Gracias por escuchar a Este es un Lugar. Nos vemos la semana próxima. <laughs>